Hello, Kindlings, and welcome to the first episode of The Kindling Horror Show. What can you expect here that's going to be different from my newsletter, Kindling? Well, let me tell you. This podcast explores horror in all its mediums, both real and imagined. From the paranormal to true crime, myths and legends to the latest from Stephen King, join The Kindling Horror Show and wake up to weird. That's my nice little blip for you. Um, To get a little personal here, I'll tell you a little bit about this project and what I'm trying to do. So to start out, I'll introduce myself. Anyone listening currently already knows me, but for those who may go back and listen in the future, this really is for you. My name is Shana Reed. I am the author of Kindling a horror newsletter, dark fiction newsletter dedicated to exploring those dark places in the imagination. I want to look into writers and see what makes them tick. Why do they write what they write and how does it impact my life, the life of readers, and what place does it play in culture? I'm a king obsessive. I love all of his works. I currently have a book club that you can join by subscribing to my newsletter called The Barons. And once a month, soon to be once a week for a 20-week sprint, we meet up. I publish an article about a book we read that month, and we talk about the story, his writing, what worked for us, what didn't. So far, it's been a blast. We've covered Carrie, Salem's Lot, And next week, we are going to pick it up with The Shining, probably one of King's most beloved works. So what am I doing here? Well, I am starting this podcast because I used to have a section of my newsletter that focused on supposedly true tales that were paranormal. I love, love, love ghost stories, hauntings, poltergeists, all the things. Uh, It should come as no surprise because I love reading it in fiction. This is a place where I explore the intersection of those places where fiction and reality seem to cross. And it's an area that there is no real clear answer on. Now, a disclaimer for you all, I personally uh, do not believe every story that I'm going to tell you on here. Um, So that's my disclaimer, and I'm not here to prove or disprove them, even though I'm happy to talk about the merits of a story and how real we think it is and things like that, of course. Those things are going to come up whenever you discuss paranormal subjects. But what I'm not here to do is intensive research into the paranormal. I spent probably 10 to 12 years of my life from early high school into my early to mid-20s thinking and discussing these topics quite a bit. Uh, trying to find the truth of them, and I can't. Big surprise there. Uh, But I still find these stories fun. So I'll tell you what I am trying to create in this space. I want to give all of you listeners a place to have fun. Imagine that. Right now, we are obsessed with the news, doomsday scrolling, uh, climate, politics, and rightfully so. We've got to think about it. But I want to create a space that has nothing to do with any of that. And that's here on The Kindling Horror Show. Here we are going to talk ghosts, haunted houses, the latest from Stephen King, unsolved crimes, medical mysteries. I want to dive into the mysterious parts of our world that can't totally be explained by science or the paranormal. I want to find 
the stories behind some of our favorite horror books and ghost stories. I want to explore myths and legends from around the world, selfishly as fuel for my own writing. I want to look into monsters and what they mean to us. I want to explore the philosophy and just get campy with it. So I hope that you all enjoy this. It's a place where things can get weird. So I don't necessarily believe in hauntings, right? But lately I've been thinking about haunted places. And there's a reason for that. And it's Stephen King, no surprise there. We covered Salem's Lot in August. Now, if you don't know, Salem's Lot is a modern-day vampire story. It's a play off Bram Stoker's Dracula, and Stephen King got the idea for the book when he asked himself the question, what if vampires came to live in Maine? And Salem's Lot is his response to that. Now, what I loved about the book was that contrary to a lot of modern-day vampire stories like Twilight... I'm sorry, that's that's the one, okay? <laughs> that's the one that did it in for me. Uh, King's vampires are horrific monsters. They are not hot humans trying not to drink people's blood. Um, I get that we're flipping some of the tropes. There's a lot to explore there. But I do get sick of the modern portrayal of evil being something that's not actually evil and just slightly misunderstood. Because one... It's boring to read about. I'd rather have people fighting larger-than-life monsters in my books. Um, and that's a, a personal thing that I feel. And two, it's not a totally accurate depiction of reality. And in a space like horror or when we're talking about horrific monsters, I think it is the place where you can become incredibly black and white and moralistic. Horror um, was described as Jack Ketchum, who's a, a rather controversial horror writer, was described by him as being one of the most moralistic of all the genres. Now, why did he describe it that way? Because people get justice in a lot of horror books. Even slashers in their strange, almost perverse way, um, are a play on justice. These people broke the rules. The murderer comes to kill them. Um, obviously, we can't live real life like that. These things are kind of caricatured versions of real life, but they do allow us to explore parts of humanity that I find very, very interesting. And a lot of our hauntings and the oral traditions and the myths and legends from our past, you know, all around the world cover those same themes. They fill that same place in society. And so I view horror through a somewhat spiritual lens. It's hard to describe to people who are very put off by the genre, but I think that these stories play a really important role in our humanity. And I think that whitewashing them into, you know, just playful little monsters who don't mean you any harm is unhelpful in a way. It takes away from us really being to ex being able to explore, you know, those darker parts of ourselves. Ultimately, I view a lot of these monsters as reflections on humanity and the darkest parts of our nature. And I think it's important to know both sides. You can't just look at, you know, beauty and light and get the f full picture of human experience. It's not reality. It would be nice to a lot of us, but it's not what we encounter in our day to day. So what does all this have to do with uh, what you can expect from this podcast? Well, Salem's Lot and now The Shining has me thinking about haunted places, evil places, and whether or not 
there's any merit to that. I explored that in a recent post on my newsletter where I talked about how really human beings, we ourselves are haunted, even if you don't believe in a soul. The experience of consciousness and memory, the fact that we are able to experience events that happen in our past over and over again and have them, you know, raise our heart rate and make our stomach knot, you know, it really shows that you don't really need a haunted house. You yourself are a haunted being. And a haunted house is almost like a reflection, a mirror of that in a lot of cases. You can see You know, for example, when something bad happens in a house, the spirits remain there or the echoes of those awful things stay and people can feel those energies or whatever a paranormal researcher would call those things long after it's gone. I had one uh, reader who commented and said that they believe that it's nothing more than the person's memory, like whatever it means to you. That's what you project onto a a place. And I tend to believe that, that, you know, if you didn't know anything about a house where something terrible had happened, could you feel that darker energy? Could you sense it? Maybe, because I'm very open to the fact that maybe we are sensing something real that's been left behind, or maybe we have the power to create that in our own imagination. Um, I'm not sure. I'm never going to have the answer to that. But what I do have coming up for you in the next five weeks are haunted houses and haunted places. We're gonna start with the Stanley, which is the real life Overlook Hotel. If you didn't know, Stephen King had moved to Colorado and he was inspired to write The Shining when he and his wife spent a weekend at the Stanley in Estes Park. It's an old hotel with a lot of history. I visited it myself as a kid. I grew up in Colorado. And I did, in fact, go on the haunted ghost story tour. Now, if I went today, which I do plan to do, I don't think I would have been as scared. But as a child, those ghost stories kept me up all night after. Um, We're going to look at the Amityville house. This one is a little bit controversial because it was popularized by the Warrens. If you don't know the Warrens, they are a ghost hunting couple more than that. They are a paranormal research couple who became popular uh, from a number of cases that they supposedly researched and documented um, that involved demons. Now, we have to take that with a grain of salt. I read a book, um, the book that inspired The Conjuring 2, and I was less than impressed. We'll just say that. So the skeptic side of me on that is pretty, pretty high, but we'll explore it nonetheless. The stories are interesting, even from a human psychology perspective. Um, we're going to look at a new haunting that I just learned of, Hale Fanag. Now, if you don't know, that's known as the Welsh Amityville, and it is a doozy. I am listening to a BBC podcast right now, thanks to one of my wonderful readers who recommended it to me, and I am wrapping that up in the next couple of days. So I'm going to do additional research and tell you that story. I'm also going to get local. I live in Colorado. We have a rich gold miner and gambling history. And so I am going to go explore some of those places. Um, There's a a little town, a couple of mining towns that have haunted hotels. They have old um, speakeasies from the Prohibition era, brothels. So I will be uh, visiting a couple hotels up there and seeing if I can find anybody to talk to, because I think that would be the most interesting. 
I am also going to talk to you about Miramont Castle, which is uh, a castle that is supposedly haunted. Um, it's, you know, within driving range for me. And so I'm going to go there and see if I can get uh, some input from the people that work there. I recently went there for an Edgar Allan Poe reading. It was a theater night there, you know, where they hosted a haunted uh, theme and we got to eat hors d'oeuvres and hear from different mediums and psychics who claimed that they were able to contact spirits. I'll confess I didn't feel anything there, uh, but it was a really, really fun night that I enjoyed quite a lot. So I am going to bring those stories to you in the coming weeks. I will also be talking books because I read a lot of them and I love to talk about them. And like I said, there's huge intersections between the real supposedly true tales of the paranormal, monsters, etc. And the books that we all know and love, the books that get made into movies that are classics. So that's what you can expect from me here.